All right, welcome back to Bible Braced. We are in Bible study lesson 35 and our Gospel of John study. If you are just now joining us, please click on the intro to Bible study link in our show notes, and then go ahead and listen to lessons one through 34, and that will catch you up to date. For those following along, just covered last time, the secondary calling of at least the main four disciples. I say main, I don't mean that the others weren't important. It's just that John and James and Andrew and Peter were significant in the ministry of Jesus. They were kind of his inner circle. And then it seemed that James, John, and Peter were the inner, inner circle. They were even closer and more intimate with Jesus than the other disciples. And so this foursome is really significant and they become pillars of the church, the early church. And James, the brother of John, is actually the first like not the first martyr. He's the first apostle to be martyred. So that's very significant. So anyway, James is kind of significant, but then all of them are very significant. So we've been reading about the fishers of men passages, which was in Matthew 4, 18 through 22, Mark 1, 16 through 20, and Luke 5, 1 through 11. And now our next section, chronologically, we're going to be in Mark and Luke. And so before we go to Mark, our passages in Luke, we'll go ahead and read it while we're here because we're still in Luke 5 um, because of our Fishes of Men passage. And now we're going to go back a little bit to the end of chapter 4 that we skipped over to, to, to the calling. We're going to go back to talk about this. And so this is the demoniac healed on the Sabbath day. And we see this in Luke 4, 31 through 37 and Mark 1, 21 through 28. So let's go back to Luke 4 here. And again, remember that sometimes one thing is said and then we kind of backpedal to um, give more information about things that happened earlier. Mark did this, I think, with the baptism of Jesus, I think, because he actually said like, and John was, uh, John the Baptist was arrested. And then he's like, but before he was arrested, Jesus was baptized, (laughs) you know? So sometimes this happens and it's kind of interesting to see the way that they all, how it flows and what's significant to each of them. So we left off in Capernaum at the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus again calls John and James and Andrew and Peter. They leave everything again and follow him and says now in verse 31 of chapter four of Luke, and he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee. So we already knew he was here. This is this verse 31 right here really could could have been read earlier when we were talking about that section where he went down to Capernaum by the city of Galilee, but we didn't know that earlier. We would have read it, (laughs) but then it says, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. So this is new. So I don't know what day of the week he called them a second time to be fishers of men, but that was not on the Sabbath because they were fishing. So this might be the next day. It might be later that week. It might be later that month. We don't know. But while he's there in Capernaum, it says, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath and they were astonished at his teaching for his word possessed authority. And in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon in the synagogue. That's crazy. And he cried out with a loud voice. And verse 34 says, I'm actually going to read this from a different version because I have it pulled up in my ESV, but I'm going to actually read this from my Lexham English Bible translation, because I'm just curious how different this might be translation-wise. So Luke 4, we're going to start in verse 31 again. So it says, And he came down to Capernaum, a town of Galilee, and was teaching them on a Sabbath. 
and they were astounded at his teaching because he spoke with authority. And in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, ha, it's like H-A exclamation mark, like a laugh. Leave us alone, Jesus, the Nazarene. And then it says, literally, this phrase is what to us and to you. So like, what do you have to do with us is the idea it seems to be. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Wow, like this this guy with a demon just runs into the synagogue. I mean, you imagine him running, maybe he didn't run in. But he is speaking out and it's demonic, but the demons know who he is. I mean, the Bible says the demons believe and tremble. It doesn't say that they repent and have faith in him, um, unfortunately. And that's why they're not going to spend eternity with God. They are not obedient to what he's told them to do. But this is crazy. And Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. I just love that this, even though it's like satanic here to try to distract as Jesus is teaching in the synagogue, at the same time, even that attempt is completely under the control of God. And he comes in and says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. <laughs> like the testimony is just so, so amazing in this scenario. Like you can almost imagine this demonic activity to try to distract from the teaching of Jesus. But in the face of Jesus, he has to speak the truth and say, like, have you come to destroy us? Like, you're the Holy One of God, and we know who you are. And Jesus tells him to be quiet and, and says, and come out of him. And it says, and after throwing him down in their midst, the demon came out of him without hurting him at all. And amazement came upon them all. And they began to talk with one another, saying, What word is this? For he commands the unclean spirits with authority and power. And they come out. And news about him went out into every place of the surrounding region. So that's amazing. That testimony is just incredible. So that was down through verse 37. And I think that's as far as we go for now with this passage. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go to Mark 1, 21 through 28. Okay. And then it says, and they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue. Mark likes to use immediately. Remember, we've talked about that before. Um, but I do think that maybe it was the first Sabbath opportunity he had. He's taught on the Sabbath. So it's kind of interesting. So again, it kind of goes along with our of our theme of him calling the disciples again and then quickly getting back into ministry. So verse 22 says, and they were amazed at his teaching because he was teaching them like one who had authority and not like the scribes. And so then there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. So he's like a member of their synagogue. That is really interesting. And he cried out saying, leave us alone, Jesus, the Nazarene. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And after convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, the unclean spirit came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they began to discuss with one another, saying, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He even commands the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And the report about him then went out everywhere in the whole surrounding region of Galilee. So Jesus did not do this work in Nazareth. And I feel like because they wanted him to, you know what I mean? Like they, again, you just had a feeling when he was there in the synagogue that everyone just kind of 
watching him waiting to see what movie's going to make. And there's like this creepy feeling to it where they're just like, Oh, what teaching. And then as soon as he says something they don't like, they try to kill him, you know, it's just incredible. And then he comes to these little, you know, towns and these, uh, <laughs> these areas, places like where people really don't seem to be expecting him to be amazing. And he's just like performing these amazing works there. It's just interesting to see that and to see his intentionality with these um, opportunities he has. So that's the healing of the demoniac in the synagogue, which is really amazing to think about. And this is on the Sabbath, too. This happened, which no one seems to be having a hard time with it right now because all these people are just like, yay, this guy doesn't have a demon anymore. And Jesus is amazing. But like the religious leaders later give Jesus a really hard time about healing on the Sabbath. And that just is so heartbreaking because it's like, first of all, he's God. So he gets to do whatever he wants. And man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath for man, as he teaches later. He's releasing someone from demonic control. Like, who cares what day it is? Like, that. can you imagine being under the control of a demon and someone complaining because you were healed on the, a certain day? Like, oh, it's on my birthday or whatever. You know, it's just like, are you kidding? Like, like just the selfishness and the complete um, sin of these, of the motivation of the religious leaders. And Jesus says that to them. Like, you know, you put such large burdens on the backs of others and you're not willing to even lift them with a little finger. I mean, he he had no regard for their perspective. So then the next thing that we see that is in all three synoptic gospels, um, we don't get into John again for a while because we've got um, quite a bit of ministry that happens in Galilee before Jesus goes back to Jerusalem for the second Passover. And he goes back to Jerusalem in John 5, which is our next passage in John. So we're going to be in the synoptic gospels for a while, just kind of filling out the work of Jesus in Galilee at this time period. So our next part of ministry in Galilee has all three gospels, synoptic gospels involved. And it's Peter's mother-in-law being cured plus others. So let's go quickly to Mark 1, 29 through 34, because we're in Mark already. So Mark 1, 29, it says, and so he, then he departed from the synagogue and came into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was lying down, suffering with a fever, and at once they told him about her. Now, this could just be my perspective, okay? But again, remember Peter was fishing overnight recently, and Jesus gives him this huge catch of fish, and Peter's reaction is like, Lord, leave me. Like, I'm such a sinful person, basically. And Jesus is like, relax, Peter. Like, he's just so loving back to him. And this situation where Peter's mother-in-law is sick, again, you can almost see Peter not telling Jesus about it and not wanting to bother the teacher. But instead, it's like he's learning a lesson here. And it says, and once they told him about her, and he came and raised her up by taking hold of her hand, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. To me, this just screams that she was completely healed because how many times when you're sick and you're starting to feel better, like you still don't really feel like serving everyone and hosting, right? (laughs) So it wasn't just that Jesus broke her fever, like he restored her physically to the point where she wanted to get up and serve. And that's just really neat to see her completely healed in that way. And so then we're going to go ahead and read down through 34. It says, now when it was evening, when the sun had set, they began bringing to him all those who were sick and those who were demon possessed. 
and the whole town was gathered together at the door. And I love this again, because this is on the same day, at least from Mark's interpretation. And you know how Mark likes to say things happen immediately, right? So it could be that this wasn't still the Sabbath, but it sounds like it is. And here he comes home after casting a demon out and he finds Peter's mother-in-law sick. He completely heals her. And then it says later in the evening, so time has passed, the sunset, word has spread, right? In this village, in this community. And here they start bringing to him all these people who are sick and all these people who are demon possessed. Like, doesn't this just break your heart? <laughs> like there is such a, an understanding, like a simple acceptance that this man can give us peace. This man can heal my loved one. He can bring an end to their suffering, an end to their oppression. It's just incredible. And you see them now at night bringing all these people and this word is spread and people are reacting in faith. It's, it's touching. It's touching to see it. It's touching to think about their faith. And they don't know probably this person that they're knocking on the door of this house and they don't know the people that are waiting inside and they've got their loved one there who's demon possessed or someone who's ill and they just are knocking on that door. They're gathering there because they know someone in there can heal him. And it doesn't matter what this means for me. I'm just going to go find this person. And it doesn't matter if it's embarrassing. It doesn't matter if it's the Sabbath. Like I am going to go find this man who will heal. It's just incredible. Oh, I just like touching. <laughs> Something about that just really touched me. So it says they brought them to Jesus and the whole town was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and expelled many demons. And he did not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. That's amazing. So he stopped letting them speak when they were around him because he apparently didn't want them to give too much away. That's really interesting that he doesn't want the demons to speak. But I could see it too being even allowing these creatures that are created beings that they have to cry out in understanding of who Jesus is. But it's not necessarily like allowing these evil things to talk is not really a blessing. And Jesus showing his complete authority over that is really significant, I think. Man, that is so and so sweet. So let's go to this passage in Luke really quick. Luke 4, 38 through 41. So it says, and after he set out from the synagogue, so Luke says it happened the same day too. So if this all was on a Sabbath, he went into Simon's house and Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a high fever and they asked him on behalf of her and he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her and immediately she got up and began to serve them. That's interesting that he says he rebuked the fever. I'm double clicking on rebuked here just to have a better idea of this word. It says to chide or to censure or to warn. <laughs> so interesting. Just with my background in medicine and everything, I thinking of a fever as being something you could chide is really cool. <laughs> I love that. It's really neat to think about God having such absolute control over even the inflammatory processes that he's created in a body to say, all right, that's enough. And again, like with the Sea of Galilee later when it's under so much storm and wind and torment, and then he speaks to it and it immediately becomes still this power of his to say, you know, stop. And not only is her fever done, but she's completely restored physically to the point where she gets up and serves them. I mean, it's just incredible. So it says, verse 40, now as the sun was setting, all who had those who were sick with various diseases brought them to him and placing his hands on every one of them, he healed them. 
And demons also were coming out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Son of God. (laughs) And he rebuked them and did not permit them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. That is just amazing. So that takes us up through 41. So we're going to pause there in, in Luke. Let's go quickly to Matthew 8, 14 through 17. So we see here in Matthew has a huge gap because the last passage we were in in Matthew was Matthew 4. And then we jump to 8 for this miracle section. And then we'll go back to 4 for our next section in Matthew. So it's kind of interesting. So let's go to Matthew 8. Oh, no, we're not. Sorry. <laughs> we have no time. We're way over. We'll go to Matthew 8 in our next lesson. <laughs> 